Hello everyone, thank you for listening to today's message. My name is Pastor Dwayne Life, lead pastor at the Life Point Community Church. What you're going to hear today is a message from one of our recent services. And we believe that by listening to today's message, you're going to be blessed and encouraged from the Word of God. You're going to be strengthened. And we believe that God's going to speak to you in a very fresh, new, and real way through today's message. So thanks again for listening. Be blessed and encouraged. And we love you. God bless. When Donnie used to stand up here and speak, I would, I would get up before uh, she came and I would say, Now listen. This is out of her element. Be nice to her. She's nervous. And after a little while, I had to stop doing that because I have found that my wife has quite the voice to our church. Um, and she is most definitely in her element. And I wanted, I usually don't do this, but I, I, I had to stop just for a moment. Last Sunday evening at our Christmas party, um, you guys said some very nice things. Kathy came up and said some very nice things about, uh, about your pastor. And, and so I'm just going to say it like this. And y'all will get on to me for saying it like this later. And I, I get it. Um, but preachers are a dime a dozen. But pastor's wives like Donna Henry Light are one in a billion. And you guys have no idea the heart she has for this church. You have no idea how she prays for this church and her uh, love for you is unmeasurable. Um, so I, I just, yeah, that was my deposit in the bank of love for this Christmas day. Uh, so I, I, wanna, I want her to come and I want to pray for her because I, I, I'm confident that she has a, a word for us during this Christmas season. Uh, it, it, we, we started a hope, love, joy, peace Advent series. And as soon as I said the word joy, she said, that's what I want to talk about. And so uh, I'm excited about what she's going to say. Would you stretch your hands this way? Lord, I love you. And God, I thank you for my wife. I thank you that she has a word for us today that we believe is from you and is going to be anointed by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the joy that only Christ brings. Amen. Well, you know I was going to jump on joy because you guys know how I feel about Christmas. So I was like, oh, joy. So, um you are, I mean, Dwayne tells you when you guys see me, you already know how much I love Christmas. I love Christmas. It's no secret. It brings me a lot of joy. It brings me joy. And um, you can see how I'm dressed today. I dressed for the occasion. My Christmas shirt. It even says joy on the top. Look at there. Joy. I have Christmas earrings on today. Can you see those? I know. I have Christmas socks on. You can't see those. I do have Christmas socks. Um, I even have, um, at, I have more t-shirts at home, and I even have Christmas pajamas, several pairs of those, too, so I love it. I love everything about Christmas, and I brought you guys some pictures just so you can see how much I enjoy Christmas. So, I love the lights. There's my house. Doesn't it look pretty? And my Christmas tree. I love, I love the lights. This gets me all excited. Look at me. Ooh. And then, decorations. Look, I even decorate my bathroom. Look, that's my, ba- I know! I decorate my bathroom. Uh, that's my kitchen. And my dining room table. And there's my mantle with Santa Claus. And there's manger scene. Got to have the nativity, right? Right? That's the other bathroom. That's the nativity in the other bathroom. I know. And then uh, there's the front foyer when you walk in. Season's greetings. And, of course, uh, look, look, I have stockings on the end of our bed. So her name's on it. Look at that. I know. <laughs> 
I know, I'm so excited. And of course, I love the candy and the cookies and all the flavors of Christmas. I love peppermint and gingerbread and all that good stuff. I keep it well stocked. The boys know when Christmas comes, they were always happy because, man, I had Christmas little Debbies in the jar and all kind of Christmas candy and I would bake Christmas cookies and I just love all of it. I love, you guys know I love candles, but Christmas candles, oh, seriously, I mean, cinnamons and gingers and yum, yum, yum. And, and uh, you know, you've probably, oh, it's probably been over told, you know, I love Christmas movies. I mean, I'm an Whoa. addict. I love it. I do. I love them. I love them. I watch them all the time. And I love my family gathering together on Christmas. I love getting everybody together and just the excitement it brings. Everybody come. And I mean, not even to exchange gifts, just to be together. It's just fun. We have such a great time um, together. And, and all these things make me happy. They give me joy. I mean, you can see how I'm acting right now. I'm getting excited just talking about it because I just love it all so much. Um, and, uh, but the thing is with these things, as excited as I get about, about the, all of these things, um, they're all temporary, right? They're all, they're all temporary. Well, I hope so. Some of you may keep those up all year long. I don't know, but I, even I don't do that. Um, they're seasonal. Um, the decorations and the lights come down, right? Hopefully. I mean, I go by a few houses, they keep their Christmas lights on their house all year and never take it down. Um, the flavors are discontinued after the holidays, Right? Uh, many of the candle scents change with the seasons, and, uh, and the Christmas movies go away until next year. Amen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so as they go away, my joy for those things kind of diminishes as well because they're not around anymore, right? But th the thing is that many people who don't have these types of things, who maybe they can't do the decorations or the lights or things like that, they, they don't have the money for gifts, they, they, they tend not to have joy, right? Um, they get caught up in what they don't have instead of reflecting and thanking God for the things they do have. Um, God, I don't have any money this year for gifts. God, I don't have great health this year. God, my family can't be with me this year. But on the flip side, and Michael will appreciate this, I'm alive, I'm breathing, and you know what? I have you, Lord. I have you, and having Jesus is everything I need, and that should give us joy, right? That should give us that joy. Um, think about it. Paul, it, it, it's so funny. This, this story, this seems to just be a great illustration of just about everything you talk about. Paul is in prison singing because he had the joy of the Lord in his heart. That's joy. That's the kind of joy we're talking about this morning, that even when things around you may not be so great. So the joy I described earlier is probably, for most people, more of a fleshly, worldly type of joy. But the good news today is this. The joy that Jesus brings is a forever joy. It's a supernatural joy, and it's more than a feeling. It's a Paul singing in prison kind of joy. Yep. There's a pastor, um, I love this quote that he said. His name is Pastor Sam Storms, and he said this. Joy is not necessarily the absence of suffering. It's the presence of God. Man, and we've got that, don't we? We've got that. The, joys that. the joy that Jesus brings doesn't go away when Christmas is over, when bad things happen, when life gets tough. The joy of the Lord is here to stay because Jesus is here to stay. And that's good news. So it's okay to find joy in the things of Christmas because that is not going to change for me. I get excited about it all. It's okay. It's okay to get excited about those things. Or other tangible things in your life, but don't let them be your end all. Find your joy in Jesus and you'll have a year-round experience of joy that you won't have to give up when Christmas goes away. 
And you know what? I, I really, I've sat there and thought about it, and I really believe that's why we hear about so much depression and anxiety. And even, you know, they say the suicide rate goes up during the holiday season, which is really sad because people are looking for joy in all the wrong places. And anything you try to find uh, your complete joy in besides Jesus is going to let you down. Let me tell you something. Over, over my life, from the time I was, I remember when I was a little girl, there were some, we had some skinny Christmases. How many of you ever had some skinny Christmases? Yeah. Dwayne and I, before we got married, we had some skinny Christmases. But you know, I, as I began to think back over it, because I just wanted to stop and think, okay, Donna, how did you feel when you had the skinny Christmases, you know? You know what, I still remember, and Dwayne, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I still remember just getting as, as excited as I ever did about Christmas. And I think it's because from the time I was a small child, it was so ingrained in me about what Christmas was really about. And, and, and the real story, and the real meaning of Christmas, that I think that it, it just stuck with me. And you know what, that's where it's got to begin. Um, I think sometimes we assume that our kids know the real meaning of Christmas, maybe just because they come to church with us. But let me tell you, I work in a Christian school. And let me tell you, I've heard more about Elf on the Shelf. I'm about to rip my ears off if I hear anything else about Elf on the Shelf. I am so thankful. I know, I'm sorry, y'all. I know that probably sounds real scroogey about that. That's one Christmas thing that I'm just like, thank you, Jesus. That Elf wasn't around when my kids were little because I would have driven myself crazy trying to think of things about Elf to do. I mean, people are always constantly thinking, what can I do now with my elf, right? The saddest thing, though, that I heard, and again, let me reiterate, this is in a Christian school. I had a little boy the other day, and he goes, I'm so excited, my, that he said, about Christmas. It's Santa's birthday. And I said, what, what, one more time, well, whose birthday is it? It's Santa Claus's birthday at Christmas. And I, his parents might be mad at me, I don't know. But I said, excuse me, it is not Santa Claus's birthday on Christmas. It's Jesus' birthday. You have fun with Santa, but you better celebrate Jesus on Christmas. And so that just shows you the confusion that maybe some of our kids have because of all the consumerism and the stuff that goes on. But here's the deal. If we have children who are getting all excited about Santa Claus and Elves, and that's okay. I'm not saying it's wrong. Please don't quote me as saying it's wrong. But they're getting all excited and they're putting all the eggs in the basket about Santa and the Elves. They're going to grow up. And there's going to come a time when that belief leaves them. And with that, the magic and joy of Christmas will go too because it's all they ever put, put invested in. We've got to make sure our kids know that it's all about Jesus and his birth and because he came and he loved us so much. And let them have that joy founded and grounded in Jesus. And so when the other things, when they grow out of the other stuff, they still have that in their lives. It's a big, big, big deal. Um, it's a big deal. So before we go any further, I just want to make sure we all understand what joy is. So there's a little blank in there. We're going to define joy, okay? Don't write this down at first, okay? Because as you all know, if you ever look at the dictionary or go on, there's usually, usually words, most words have maybe have more than one meaning, right? There's several definitions. So I'm going to read you some of the definitions of joy. The first definition was this. The emotion evoked by well-being, success, good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. I'm not crazy about that one. I like that one because that means if you don't get what you want, you don't have any joy, right? That's basically what that means. The second definition said it was a state of happiness or felicity. Again, it's all based on a feeling. Not a fan of that. You can be unhappy with something and still have joy, I believe, if you've got the joy of Jesus, right? So I don't like that definition. The last definition says this, a source or cause of delight. I kind of like 
that one. I, I kind of like that one because it's, uh, I started thinking about a source, a cause of delight. So write this down for your definition of joy. Listen to this. Joy is the inner strength you have when Jesus is your source of delight. The inner strength you have when Jesus is your source of delight. You may not walk around with a smile on your face when things go wrong, but you get the joy of the Lord inside of you that gets you through, right? You know, I'm not telling you to walk around with a phony smile on your face when things are going bad in your life. We have emotions. God gave them to us. We can be sad. But when we go through the sadness, there's something more inside that carries us through. If Jesus is your source of delight, then your joy will not be temporary or fleeting. It will not be seasonal. It will not go away when things go wrong or bad things happen. It's the thing that gets you through when bad things do happen. You won't always feel happy, but you will have an inner strength and contentment because your joy is in the Lord. And that's the kind of joy I'm talking about today. It's the kind of joy that we have to have. And as believers, we should have because that's what we're showing a lost and dying world who don't get it. They're basing it all on the material things or, or, and the stuff. And when the stuff's gone or they don't have it, then the joy goes away. But, man, we have joy that's everlasting and full of glory. And that's what we need to be celebrating. So how do you find this joy? Well, first of all, it starts by accepting Jesus as your Savior, right? So if you want to experience real joy and peace in your life and live with the hope of eternal life, then if you haven't already done so, I invite you before this service is over to make sure that you make Jesus your Savior part of your life. But as believers, as we go through life, I believe there are things we can do to keep um, that joy fresh. So that's what we're going to talk about for the next few minutes. The things we can do as believers just to get, keep that joy fresh in our life, not just on Christmas, but throughout the whole year. So write this down. Find your joy in what Christ has done. Find your joy in what Christ has done. You'll see Galatians 4, 4 through 7 right there, and it says, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child, and since you are his child, God has made you his heir. And that's a great thing to remember. That's a great thing to be joyful about this Christmas season and throughout the year. God bought us freedom through Christ, and because of that, we are his children. He is our father. We can talk to him anytime we want, and we are his heirs to share and inherit eternal, eternal life and everything that heaven has to offer us. That's joy, man. That's joy. How can that not bring you joy? We need to remember that year-round, but Christmas is a special time. To remember what God did for us when he sent his son into the world. Not only should we remember what he did for us coming to earth, living and dying for us, but also the things he has done for us through, throughout our lives. You know, there, he, he died for all of humanity. But there are specific personal things that God has done for us. Jesus has done for us in our own walk with him. And those are things we need to reflect on as well. So write this down. Reflect on what he has done in my life. Psalm 92, 4 says, For you have made me glad by your deeds, Lord. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. How great are your works, Lord. How profound your thoughts. See, sometimes I think we need to look back at the wonderful things he has done for us personally, like provision and healing, 
deliverance. We can't forget, especially when we go through difficult times, we need to remember his faithfulness in our life because that stokes our joy, gets it going, helps us remember, builds that faith. He's done it before. He'll do it again. God's not a one-trick pony. We can all look back and see wonderful things that God has done for us. There's nobody in here that can say, God's never done anything for me. I promise you. Try it, and I'll give you something. God's done something for every single one of you. You are alive today. You are breathing. You are walking on this earth. You are in a, God's done something for everybody. We can all look and see the things that God has done for us. We also need to remember the promises he has made in his word. Obviously, you have to read his word if you want to know the promises. So write this down. Remember what God promised in his word. Psalm 126.3 says, The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Isn't that good? When you read the word of God, the promises he fulfilled, the great things he accomplished. He provided an ark for Noah, a son for Abraham, a wife for Jacob, a position for Joseph, protection for Moses, kingship for David, and victory for Jesus. And you know what? God's no respecter of persons, and if he did it for them, he'll do it for you. So when we read the promises in his word, we can know he did it for them. He'll do it for me, and I have joy because of his promises that he fulfilled in his word. How can you not be encouraged and filled with joy? Stay in the word and let it keep joy fresh in your life. If God did it for them, he'll do it for you. So we said we find joy by what God has done through Christ. By reflecting on the things he has done for us personally and the things he accomplished in his word. So write this down. Number two, find your joy in what Christ is going to do. Because he's always up to something. Isaiah 43, 19. Ah, I love this verse. I love this verse. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Isn't that good? So good. God is constantly working on your behalf to draw you closer to him, to give you a more abundant life that should bring you great joy. To know that he's just always constantly working behind the scenes on your behalf to draw you to him, to get you out of that dry wasteland and bring you into the abundant life. And then Revelation 21, 4 says he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. God is working on preparing a place for you beyond this life that will mean nonstop joy 24-7, 365 days a year. Woohoo! That should bring you even greater joy. <laughs> if you're a believer, you know the Lord. That's what you have promised to you. And that, we should be excited about that. We're trying to take as many with people with us as we can. God has great things in store for the believer. Psalm 1611 says, You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. God has promised his presence in our life now and life with him forever. And the joy in you should be bubbling over right now just thinking about it because it's so good. Life with him forever, perfect life. Joy all the time. Nothing bad happening. That should just like, ugh, just should be bubbling over on you. Write this down. Joyous anticipation. Joyous. 
Joyous anticipation of his promises fulfilled. That's what I'm talking about. Joyous anticipation. We're just, we're just ready. We're just ready. Oh, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? He's, he said he's doing something new. He's, he's putting rivers in the wasteland. He's, he's getting me out of that dry desert place. What's he going to do? I'm joyous with anticipation. What's he going to do? That's how we need to live as believers. What's God going to do next? Oh, I'm so I just can't wait. He's going to come through for you. And, and write this down, joyous expectation of life in heaven. You know what? This life may stink now, but man, I'm going to live it to the best I can. And I know that God's prepared a place for me and I'm going to be with him forever. And it's, everything's going to be good all the time so I can get through this. This is just temporary. This is just a temporary existence until I get to real life in heaven with him. That's what we have to hold on to. John 16, 22 says, So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you'll rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. No one. This life is full of ups and downs, heartache and happiness, struggles and strife. But there's coming a day when this fickle existence will be over and our joy will never be taken away. And the expectation of our perfect life with our Father in heaven should bring us joy. Man, we, when we're feeling down in the dumps, there's so many things we can think about that should reignite that joy inside of us. Because God's been so good. You know, I think about, I'm going to see my mama. I can't wait to see my mama. There's not going to be any more sickness. There's not going to be any more problems. It's just going to be perfection. The best thing of all is we get to see Jesus. And that's joy. That's joy unspeakable, indescribable, and nothing we could ever imagine. That's everlasting joy. That's good. All right. So lastly, write this down. Find joy in the journey. Because that's what, you know, Dwayne's talked about before, this is not a sprint, this is a marathon. We are on a long journey through this life to get where we need to be. It's a journey in Christ that we're taking. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Isn't that good? We don't have to worry. God's got your back. When you're following him with all your heart and walking in obedience, you can believe that he is always working in your behalf no matter what the situation. You can find joy in that. When things seem to be going wrong and not so great, we have to rest in the fact that the, his word, his promise says that all things work together for our good, even though if it's a rough spot right now, there's some kind of good going to come out of it. I remember when my mom did pass away. I remember that's the only thing that got me through that, that verse. I kept thinking, okay, God, I don't get it, and I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with the situation. I don't, I'm not happy with you taking my mom. I'm not happy. And he knew it. I mean, you can tell God that because he already does anyway, right? I said, but I also know that your word says you work with things all, all things out together for our good. So for whatever reason, Lord, that I don't understand in my feeble mind, this is for the greater good. My mom going on to be with you. Something good's going to come out of this. This is, this is the big picture. That's what gets his promises get me through those rough times, knowing that he's got my back and he's working everything out for my good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. 
A lot of times we bring junk on ourselves because we're not living according to his purpose. So we need to make sure we don't leave that part out. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Ah, that's another good way to God has amazing plans for you, and his plans are always, always, always good. They're always good. Rest in that promise. Find joy in it and stop worrying about tomorrow. God has given you hope in a future. And his hope for you and his future for you is a million times better than anything you could ever imagine or anything you could ever come up with. I promise you that. So rest in that and, and find joy in that. So write this down. Trust God's plan for your life. Nehemiah 8.10 says, Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The inner, that inner strength that carries you through life's up and ups and downs. Don't be dejected and sad. Suck that lip in. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Push through. You're going to make it. It's going to be okay because God's on your side. When things aren't going as you think they should, don't let it get you down. God is still in control. Let the joy that he brings to your life give you the strength to push through and trust him. That's a big deal. Because that's, that's where we have a little bit of issues. Because, you know, we've talked about we're all a bunch of control freaks and letting go and just trusting God with it all. Trust him. Trust him. He's trustworthy. And then write this down. Have faith. God has a purpose for your life. Man, you know, I think that's what, that's a big deal, I think, where people do lose their joy. People sink into these dark places because they don't realize God has a purpose for you. You are here on purpose, with purpose. It's hard not to stay joyful when you know God created you for a reason. You have a purpose. He puts you on earth on purpose don't ever doubt that and let the enemy steal your joy and crush your spirit with his lies. Proverbs 17, 22 says this, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit, spirit dries up the bones. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to crush your spirit, steal your joy. There's no room for the enemy in a heart that's filled with the joy of the Lord. It squeezes him and his lies right out of the believer's life. You got to fill your heart up with the joy of the Lord, of all these things we've talked about. So there's no room for the enemy to even get in there. You got to squeeze them out, fill it up with joy. So let's review quickly what we've talked about. First of all, we want to find joy in what Christ has done by reflecting on what he's done in our life and remembering what he accomplished in his word. He doesn't change. He's always faithful. He hasn't changed. It's the same as it was then. Next, find joy in what Christ is going to do by anticipating his promises and expecting a life in heaven. Man, just that right there. It's exciting and joyful, right? And then lastly, find joy in your journey by trusting his plan for your life and having faith that he put you here for a purpose. Just the fact that he holds us in the palm of his hand. And he wants the absolute best for us. Should take away all that 
worry and fret and sadness and, and, and should bring joy to our lives knowing that the creator of the universe is in complete control of what we do when we put our lives in his hands. It just kind of relieves us of all that stress and woe, right? It's great to get excited about stuff. God allowed us to have things for our particular pleasure, but the joy that does not waver <laughs> is the joy that only Christ can bring. Only the joy that Christ can bring. And that's what we wanted people to know out there. We in here, we, we get that pretty much most of the time. I think we have to be, remi be reminded sometime. But we have to help a lost and dying world realize that who their moods may go up and down and they may be sad and because they don't have some of the stuff. Things aren't going just right. We find our joy in the Lord because it gives us hope. And he gives us strength and his love is powerful. So what I want to do is I want to just wish you guys a Merry Christmas. I wish you all got as excited as I did about Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a completely saturated, joy-filled year in 2019 because you follow this pattern to remember the joy of the Lord in your life when things get tough. Because he's so good. He, and he doesn't want his children walking around hum, glum, sad, down in the dumps all the time. Because you know what? We're not going to win anybody that way. They want to know, hey, your life's going rough. But you always have the, you know, you always act like things are okay. How come? What's different? Tell me. Man, let me tell you. I've got the joy of the Lord in my heart. It's an inner strength that can carry me through anything, anyway. And even when things are going bad, let me tell you about it. And that's what our joy is supposed to do. Man, it's supposed to be our witness to a world that's so lost and unhappy because they don't have the hope of Christ. Let's pray. Father, I love you. I love Christmas, and you know I do. And I get so excited and joyful about the whole thing. There's not one thing that gets me down about it. I just love it all. But when all is said and done, it all goes away. And January comes and December leaves. But your joy remains. And that's what we need to hold on to this Christmas. Christmas is wonderful. And we need to remember what you did. Because that's where our joy comes from. We need to focus our mind on who you are and what you've done for us. And how much you love us. And then that joy that seems to just expand during Christmas, can stay with us all year long. And we can have the joyous spirit, Lord, that witnesses to others. They see something in us that they want. And we can share the joy of the Lord with them. So, dear God, I pray, Lord, that you would make our joy so obvious to those around us, that we can share the love of Jesus. We can share the joy of the Lord that help other people get through the difficult times in their life, dear God. We praise you, Lord. We thank you. And we love you for what you did by sending Jesus to this earth. And we celebrate his birth and the joy that it brings. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We praise you. And I do, Lord, just pray that these believers, these people in this building, Lord, this year, Father, would have a year filled with joy because they are full of you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Come on, give the Lord praise. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for the joy of the Lord. Amen.